Hi everyone, it's me and Jan and one of us is unstable. We're not sure which one. So there's a good <laughs> Hey, that's what my computer keeps saying. So uh, th that means that this, this might cut in and out a little bit and we're too lazy to retape it. So <laughs> um, bear with us. We got a good topic. Ready, Jan? Are you ready, Jan? Ready. <laughs> ready. <laughs> that nod doesn't translate really well in podcasting, just telling you. Um, our topic is conference networking. On a scale of one to having all of your eyelashes plucked out singly and painfully over a period of time, uh, how do you rate your <coughs> conference networking experiences? She's rolling her eyes. She's looking. No, at I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, a one to, I guess, 10 scale. Um, I don't know, like a, like a six. I don't know. They're, they're probably average. I don't know. I, I've had really terrible ones. I'm sure that I've blocked out from my memory. <laughs> I've probably had positive ones. So I think it just depends and which conference it is obviously makes a difference too. So, so I think this is a really big thing in the States. Uh, me, me being a Canadian, I have a slightly different perspective on it, but I think American grad students get mm -hmm. really pumped up about going to con like, like you have to go, like you have to go, you have to right. make connections and you have to shake the hand and take a picture with all the big people. And then at some point you're, that's how you're going to, you're going to go there and put yourself on the market, like some sort of modern, like, I don't know, marriage mart. Like speed dating for a job. Well, that's a holdover. That's a holdover from other disciplines, right? Where they actually have like conference interviews, like, for stuff, I mean, I know ASC does that um, to some extent too, but they, there are other disciplines where their conferences are like absolutely where you get your job because they do, you know, all their interviews because it's, it's easier, right? They can do at least their first round interviews at the conference and not have to, you know, fly people out or anything. Everybody's there. And so they, that's fairly common in disciplines like history or things like that. But I know when I was a grad student, to some extent, I liked going because I liked being able to meet people, other people, right? They were not just from your own department, but I also liked going because I liked the places they were at. <laughs> and then I also well, liked going is, because... This is called academic tourism, okay? This actually has a name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, and then I, I also liked going because I had another reason I forgot <laughs> Um, so I also liked going because, um, it really actually was, it was like the third one was like the best reason to go. No, I, I also liked going because I, um, oh, because when you, if you don't have a lot of publications, um, you know, it's a way to show your, your research and what you're working on. Um, a lot of times it might be, you know, papers that you did in classes or things like that, but you could, um, you could kind of get your work and get your work out there, 
on um, the through conferences, right, and show that you're being engaged through conferences if you had a, a lower number of publications. Um, so I think that that for especially in programs or for people who just have you know, smaller numbers of publications, you know, we do count um, conference presentations, especially if you're saying, you know, hey, I did this conference presentation, you know, last year, and that paper is in the works, right? Then it shows publication pipeline movement. But um, so from that perspective, I think, and that's where I think which conference you go to makes a big difference, because some of them are more student friendly than others, not to name names. So (laughs) let's talk about that. The very first time I went to ASE, which was a long time ago, I saw a PhD student present on, and it was a crowded room. So I can't remember, but I came in towards the end and I had a seat at the back and they, did, they were doing the Q&A and this person presented on X, but this obviously well-established huh? researcher stood up and just went in on her about why you, why didn't you, she was talking about why, and she did X. And she stood there, right. and you could literally see she was, like, flailing. Mm-hmm. And nobody jumped on. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was a PhD student, and I right. didn't know, but it was, it was, after that, it completely and utterly turned me off of presenting. And which I would, I would, if I had been in that situation, here's a little tip for you. You can actually tell the per. You can actually argue back. You can shout back. Oh, great! I got in- your internet connection is unstable. <laughs> I think it's you. It is. <laughs> Clearly, it's I don't me. think it's me. I'm talking about yelling and shouting and arguing, and I get a message about being unstable. Hey. <laughs> I'm- <laughs> Hey, if the, if the, if the internet <laughs> message fits, wear it. So, but my thing is right. this, when, oftentimes in a situation like that, people are used to deferring to somebody else, jump in, jump in, and nobody did. Now, mm-hmm. I always counsel my students, don't let other people abuse you, even in that situation. For sure. Agree? I agreed. I remember one year at ASC, it would not have been the same year you're referring to. And I was, I think it was after, like the year, I, f- I forget if it was my last year on the, mar- uh, like the last year I was in a PhD student or was like the year right after that. But I rem- I think it was the last the last year I was a PhD student, and the um, I forget several of our students had super negative experiences at ASC. Um, I wasn't going to name names, but now we are, I guess, <laughs> at ASC. And just I, I mean, I remember sitting in on one of them. I, w- I happened to be there, one of them, and um, you know, we were all kind of looking at each other, like, do we do we help her? Because <laughs> This is getting kind of ridiculous, you know, and, and it was somebody in the audience who just really took issue with what they were talking. She was talking about stuff with taser and uh, Tate, like deaths so associated with taser or something to that yeah. effect. And, and um, this, it was a guy actually, we found out later it was somebody who actually worked for taser. So it was like, oh, well you have a vested interest in being all upset about this, this person's findings, but 
you know, well, there's all this research that says this and that and another thing. And, and she just was like, I don't even know what, how to respond to this, like what's happening. Um, and we had another, the same, same conference, another student um, had such a negative experience. She ended up in tears. I mean, it was just like, what is happening? And that was the worst year I've ever, I've ever seen. I mean, I've had some negative experiences at ASC from people that I was kind of like, really? That's, that's where we're going with this. Like um, either as a presenter, I've had co-presenter, not like people co-presenting with me, but like people on the same panel. So like co-panelists, I guess, um, say some stuff to me that I was just kind of like, really? Like, this is, this is where we're going with this. Like, that's your, the one thing you say to me is, you know, you don't like my title or something, <laughs> you know, like random thing. That was one of them. Um, you know, it was you, just like, you now okay. encourage a, some, a grad student, if that happened to them, to actually speak up? To say, you know. I, I think so. I think if you're, you know your research better than anybody else, right? And so, I mean, that's what I tell people when they're, they're going in for their dissertation defense, right? You're the, technically, you're the smartest person in the room on that topic because, you did that research, you know it inside and out. And if somebody's just being belligerent, A, I think it's, I think it's incumbent on two people. I think it's incumbent on the, um, the person, right? Like you're, you, like if I'm the student and I'm being attacked or I'm being, you know, um, maybe attacked is too strong of a word, but you know, if somebody's kind of coming after me or my research, then I might just say, you know, I'm happy to, to continue this conversation later, but Good. you know, let's move on to some other comments, you know, for other people. But I think that that's, that's also where the chair, right? The the panel chair should be stepping in. And that's why I think it's important for panel chairs. I kind of go back and forth on this, right? Because being a panel chair can be really useful kind of service um, or leadership for like a student, but it's also that you have to kind of exercise that sort of uh, assertiveness. And so sometimes that can be really difficult for students to stand up to well-established scholar A over here who's, you know, going on and on for 20 minutes on their question that's really a comment, right? We've all had those. And, you know, say, okay, you know, that thanks for that comment, but we need to move on to other people. Or, or have to tell someone on your panel, hey, you're going over time and you need to stop and sit down. <laughs> and that can be hard for students to do. So to some extent, I do think that it can be beneficial to be a little bit on more even, I'm using air quotes, on even playing ground, right? On an even playing field um, and not be a student that's the chair of that panel and has to tell, you know, full professor so-and-so that, hey, you're going over time, you sit, sit down. Right. There's two other actors involved here. First of all, it's incumbent on us not to, not to be jerks. Right. You can ask a critical question. You don't have to be a jerk for sure. about it. And then the second thing as well is if you're in an audience and you see that going on, it's, you know, tap on, if you don't want to speak up, tap, you know, some, oh, let's be honest. I'm rarely, oh, I'm unstable again. Um, I'm rare. It's like the me, the computer is messaging me every time I'm about to say something. It's like you're unstable. Um, <laughs> the uh, you know it, it, it's it's okay to read. Like sometimes we're on our phone. We're not paying attention. Let's be honest, right? We're on our phone. We're on our laptop doing our notes, and we're not paying attention to what's going on in the room. I think it's right. also. Um, reach out, like tap on uh, somebody who is a little bit more of an established scholar and say, hey, like, 
the secret mm-hmm. going on. This isn't cool. Like, honestly, if I saw it today, I'd be the first one up just calling this out, right? And being like, this is not cool what you're doing. Because I have no shame right. in my game. But at this point. So short of killing me, I don't really see that there's going to be much negative impact to speaking up for somebody like me. So if you don't feel comfortable, I think it's a good practice to, I mean, like I said, Ixnaying the bullying is probably is the best place. But when it does happen, you got to find some way to address it in a way that stops it from ha- continuing to happen. And I think if there's right. other consequences, then people won't do that. It makes grad students feel a little bit safer. For sure. So let's... Yeah, and I think part of it is just, it, it's easy to internalize it, right? And you think, sorry, <laughs> I think it's easy to feel like when you're being, when somebody's, when somebody's saying, a, you know, a critical question, asking a critical question, to use your phrase, but, but doing so in a way that is aggressive, right? Or, or bullying or demeaning, I think it's easy to take that personally and think that they're saying like, they're not, they're saying, well, they're saying that I, I don't know what I'm doing, that I'm a terrible scholar, that, you know, whatever. And so I think it can play on the insecurities some grad students have already, right, going into it. You know, they're already super nervous presenting. And yeah. so whenever I, I mean, whenever I go to panels and I see students, I'm always, you know, asking the easy questions, right? Like, I'm always like, hey, like not easy questions, but like the questions that are, you know, supportive or encouraging and saying, you know, oh, this was really interesting, um, you know, did you look at, at this other thing, right? Like this, like I saw you did this. Did you look at this? Like, you know, I, maybe you didn't and that's totally fine. But, you know, I was just curious. Did you look at this? Right. And like, that's a way to ask a question so that then they can say, oh, no, I didn't, um, you know, the, and and give the conference answer. That's a great idea. I'll look into that. And you, know you do or you don't. And I don't care. I right. But, out of that. I got a co-authored paper. But like the, that's, that. a, that's a useful conversation. But you know what? When somebody does that, a really good response I found. So and it's funny because one of my one of my best collaborators now. Yeah. And like one of my best collaborators that I have now is um, somebody that I met actually on a panel and uh, we were both on the panel and, you know, went and had our panel went and had drinks afterwards and we're just kind of chatting and, um, you know, and we found out we had a lot of other similar interests besides just the topic that was, you know, the panel. And so we ended up, we've co-authored several things now. So, and, you know, we'll continue to do so. So it's just funny how you can meet people, um, through those. So when you say positive, you know, how's your networking experiences? Like I've had really positive ones like that one. I've also had some negative ones where people, I was like, you know, sit yourself down and let someone else ask a question (laughs) or people that you can tell just don't agree with you. Like, like, I just don't agree with your findings or I don't agree with how you coded this. And it's like, okay, then you do it and do it differently. But like, you know, it's like reviewer two. That's like, I'm reviewing the paper I w- wish I wrote, not the paper you actually wrote. Like, so I think, I think it's important to just be constructive. Like there's no utility in being mean, I guess, at a conference other than to just completely demoralize people. And I guess if that's your goal, then why are you there? I don't really know. Well, yeah. What I, my response to that would be bleep worthy. Um, so the other thing too about the networking thing is I don't know what some schools really push this and I I don't know if this is an American thing if it's um 
or if it's a, can a Canadian or whatever, but certain schools or it, British or whatever, certain schools really push their grad students to network with big names, to go up and to introduce yourself to somebody. And I'm going to just tell mm -hmm. you straight up, that is the most just so weird, awkward, <laughs> awkward, like, I, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I remember last, last ASC, I walked by somebody and I was like, <laughs> like literally like, hey, <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's my whole conference reading mechanism right there, right? Um, I, uh, do you agree with that? Like, that is a terrible tactic to like fill your grad students full of fear and then send them to an ice cream social to go and walk up to somebody to say, I really <laughs> like your work. Right. That's a bad idea, right? So I think, I think it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. I think if you're going to do that, then encourage them to do something like go to a poster session and find the people, you know, because some people do posters or they're doing them with their students that are, you know, big names in my, my sub areas. Right. And like, oh, you know, and, and, you can kind of have a conversation with them because it's, they're standing there. They're a captive audience. They've got to stand by their poster, you know, and um, you, you see them and you just kind of like, Oh, this, and, and then you can, you have something to talk about, right? Like, Oh, this, this project that you have this, you know, poster about is really interesting. And then you can keep, you know, transition. Now everyone who I see at a poster says it's going to be like, I know what she's doing. <laughs> this is so awkward. But, <laughs> No, I've actually had really great conversations that way because I mean we're all just kind of mulling around, right? Thought, at a poster session, but like Do you do that at the book stand? Do you go to the book stand? And no, god. So one time I did that. So I'm like so terrible at social networking, right? So I go, I'm like I'm not going to do the poster thing. So I go to the books, I go to the book stands, I pretend I'm looking at the books. David Garland walks up and he's got a book there and I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good book. <laughs> and that was like, he's like, thank you. That was the whole conversation. <laughs> and I was like, End of the conversation. Fail. Right. This was a social networking fail. So now I don't do that. Fail, fail, fail. fail, fail. <laughs> See, I found that the poster session, because there's wine involved and it's, everybody's so much, I don't know. And I feel like for the posters, like so many, so few people actually go to the poster sessions anymore that like, they're like, oh, people are actually coming and stopping by and looking. So I always try to go and kind of make a lap around and look and see, you know, what, what people are doing. But but they, um, but yeah, no, I, th I think yeah, it's terrible. The only way I would actually. Postering. You're postering. <laughs> hey, it's free wine, man. <laughs> so, so they, uh, but no, but, but what you were talking about, like randomly walking up to somebody is one of the most terrifying things in the world. And I've done it a couple of times. And it's, it's always super awkward for everybody involved. So I don't do that anymore. But what I do is I find somebody else who knows so-and-so, right. Mm -hmm. And, and I can, you know, they can introduce me because they'll say, oh, you know, yeah, I know so-and-so and, you know, we can, I mean, you know, or I find out that somebody's meeting up with someone and I'll be like, Hey, I wanted to meet them. And I just say it randomly. And they're like, oh, well, come along and I can introduce you. Yeah. So I actually met Peter Manning that way 
and <laughs> he said, what is your, what is your area or what are you presenting on? And I said, Oh, I do work on police misconduct. And he, <laughs> the data that I had been, was using at the time for, was, was data that he, he kind of went, went sideways on. And he, and I said, yeah, um, you know, I, I work with Mike White and, and my dissertation, it was when I was a student and then, you know, my dissertation is on this topic. And, and he's like, oh, <laughs> like, he was like, I, I wrote a really, really awful review of that. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he goes, he's like, yeah, I think I would, uh, he's like, I actually feel bad about that. <laughs> you know, And so, so we had a great conversation. And it was, it was, it was funny because, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I, I'm kind of interested to meet him because I wanted to know why he was so upset about, you know, this, this stuff, this, this uh, data that we were using and, and whatnot. And he was like, no, nah, it really wasn't. It was just, you know, okay. I had to write this response article for CPPs. You know That's what I do. I find someone who, who knows them. And I think that, 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 you know, you can introduce, you know, that way, I think it's a lot easier because you have someone else that can kind of facilitate a conversation and we're all a little socially awkward. We're so totally it's a little awkward. easier if there's someone else there. I'm going to click it off here. because I, I mean, our social awkwardness is like. I got Mr. Oh, go Dewey's ahead. face in the window, like some sort of Sasquatch in a horror movie because he wants to come in. So I'm going to stop <laughs> this here. And then we're going to move on. We'll do conference networking part two, where we talk about faux pas and how you recover from them. Because I think, I think there's plenty of horror stories about involving faux pas. Just saying. Okay, let me let Mr. Huey in and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side.